Welcome to the Singapore Management University podcast series, where we feature the latest insights and perspectives from our faculty. Rapid urbanization, coupled with the lack of coordination in the use of resources, such as taxis and security personnel, has negatively affected a wide array of quality of life metrics. These include waiting time in queues, response time for emergencies, and the number of traffic violations in cities. Using artificial intelligence and machine learning methods, aggregation systems have been developed and adopted to improve the matching of resources and demand, thereby enhancing the efficiency of real-world transportation, emergency response and security systems. In this podcast, Associate Professor Pradeep Varakantham from the SMU School of Information Systems shares how artificial intelligence can be used to improve transportation and security. Professor, one of your artificial intelligence research projects is the development of an online threat screening model to enhance security at airports and seaports. Could you share how the screening model works and how it benefits airports and seaports? At airports and seaports, you have uh, either people coming through or uh, luggage or cargo coming through. And there's a need for screening these devices based on the areas from where they are coming. And if there is any threat profile associated with the specific uh, person or cargo coming through. Now, there are different sets of these uh, screening devices that are present. For people, it is ranging from simple metal detectors to pat-downs to uh, more sophisticated ones like uh, millimeter detectors. So they have uh, different sensitivity levels and different amounts of time they take to do it. The more thorough screening you want, the longer it takes for uh, screening uh, the person or the cargo. So the key question that we are trying to address in this threat screening model is how do we find the right trade-off between the delay it takes to screen the person or cargo versus the thoroughness because there's a risk associated with not screening threat. So how do you make the right trade-off between this delay versus because you cannot have people standing at the airports for six hours. Uh, there's a limit for international passengers as well, which is at three hours. So how do you find that right trade-off between delay and the risk that is associated with not uh, screening, the, screening a threat properly? So that was our uh, threat screening games model. And airports and seaports and maybe land ports can benefit from it because it helps you manage this trade-off really well. And it's, it's, it's a very a real-time kind of model. So as passengers or cargo are coming through, it provides uh, an assignment of which screening devices should be used for that passenger or cargo based on the threat profile assigned by the intelligence agencies. Another of your artificial intelligence projects is the matching of taxi services to customers. Can you tell us what are the gaps in the current way of matching such services and how can your solution fill these gaps? Right. So there are different kinds of uh, taxi services or matching services that are provided by aggregation companies like Uber, Grab, uh, Gojek, and so forth. One of the things they are constrained by is the time it takes to provide an assignment of taxi or car to a customer. 
So they have to provide almost instant uh, match of uh, taxi to customer. So what that implies is that uh, the aggregator companies have to come up with an assignment which is very quick. So they make typically a very approximate kind of assignments. So in case of single capacity cars, like your normal uh, Grab or Gojek, there only one customer or one family can go in uh, one car. So in such cases, if you do that kind of approximate assignment, then you get maybe about 60% of optimal. Optimal being the absolute best you can do. Now, the reason for that is they look at only the current set of cars that are available and the current set of requests that have come through. So they only look at right now. However, with all the data that gets stored over days of how requests come through, and there are typically lots of patterns in this data. So one thing that we proposed was that we could actually use the patterns that are observed in the data to predict what kind of future requests we can get. Our matching at a current instant will consider future requests to ensure the match at this point is able to match cars right now well, but also is able to think of where the car should be so that they can serve potential future requests. So that is in some sense the gap that is there in current methods that they are unable to consider potential future requests, whereas our method is able to consider those. This method has been tested with a data set from LTA. So the LTA has access to all the taxi information um, that is there uh, from all the taxi companies. And uh, the specific problem we were working on uh, was how do you provide guidance to taxi drivers? These are taxis, not Grab or Gojek kind of cars. So for taxi drivers, the idea was that when they don't have customer on board, where should they go to so that they can find customers? So that was the question we were focusing on. And we had live streaming data coming from LTA. And our goal was to provide a match for taxis to the right locations. So this was deployed with about 500 drivers over a year or so, or more than a year. And we were able to show about 28% improvement in performance of the drivers using our methods. A related project is the on-demand ride pooling services. Why are existing solutions not adequate? How does your proposed solution address the issue? Single capacity ones, what was the main focus earlier? But these days, uh, given the price sensitivity that people have, we are seeing a growth of uh, services like GrabShare or Uberpool and so on. Uh, here, the idea is that each car will take more than one request. So it could be uh, two or three, depending on the specific kind of service that you're looking at. And we also have shuttle services, which pull together people living in a certain area and take them to city areas, for instance. So these pooling services, these ride pooling services and real-time ride pooling services are very important because they serve all the parties uh, concerned. They improve the revenue of, of the cab drivers or the shuttle drivers. The payment made by the customers is lower because there are more people going on the same ride as compared to in the single capacity case. And then you have fewer vehicles on the road. So it's a win-win situation for all the parties concerned. So it's, it's a very important problem. Uh, the thing though is that most of these real-time ride-sharing services uh, 
once again, they do very myopic, greedy kind of assignments. They look at where a current car is, where the current customer is, where the where a request is, and just find the nearest one and match it. So that is adequate in the sense that it will provide you a very quick kind of assignment. Um, but the issue that comes up with that is that you can have a case where someone wants to go to, uh, to us and uh, then what happens is that a taxi is assigned to that customer and they have to go all the way to Tuas and there may not be that many people who are going to the neighborhood of Tuas. So that ride is basically a single person ride and it's not beneficial for the taxi company because they are sending someone at a lower cost without having other customers on board. So this kind of myopic assignment has uh, these disadvantages. So where we come in is that we have provided multiple approaches which perform better than the leading approaches that are out there because of the fact that we consider once again potential future requests. We look at the patterns of how demand comes in and based on that predict what kind of future requests we are going to get. And we make assignments right now by mining the past data patterns and uses those uh, potential future requests to make matches right now, uh, which help the taxis or the cars to be in the right locations to get more requests along the way. So that is our uh, key contribution. This is uh, approach which also got uh, Best Application Paper Award at this conference on uh, automated planning and scheduling. This has been tested on uh, multiple data sets uh, from Singapore and a data set from New York and data set from Chicago. So it, it's been thoroughly tested and uh, we have multiple approaches which have improved the state of the art by about uh, 20%. Could your artificial intelligence research be potentially applied to pandemic situations such as the current COVID-19? Yeah, there are many aspects to COVID-19. There are the medical aspects and there are the operational aspects of uh, responding to it. The response part is where our research is applicable, primarily because uh, my group's uh, broad research theme is focused on matching supply to demand on a continuous basis. That's the broad research theme. And this under different sources of uncertainty that you can have. And in, in the case of COVID-19, you would have demand for common resources like contact tracers and uh, other kinds of uh, monetary resources that you have that have to be matched to the right kind of demand so that you minimize the growth of the infection tree. Right? So in this case, our research of this matching can be very useful, primarily because we are looking at not just the current set of uh, requests you have, but you're also looking at the potential future growth and then planning for that potential future growth while taking policy decisions right now. So in that sense, uh, our research is definitely applicable. And we have had a project that we have been working on, which is called sequential influence minimization. That is, how do you take sequence of decisions which will minimize the growth of a disease spread? So this was something that we were working on before COVID-19 started. And uh, yes, uh, the short answer is yes, our research is definitely applicable. But um, again, there are constraints on what kind of data is available, what kind of projection models are there. Uh, do we get access to the real infection 
rates and so on. So if that data is available, um, our research is potentially uh, deployable for helping deal with the limited resources that are there to minimize infection. What other artificial intelligence research projects are you currently working on? Apart from the work in um, safety and security with uh, our home service agencies, um, we have a work that we are doing on uh, mobility services like the taxi ones. And uh, we have work that we are doing uh, with Google on AI for social good. We, we have two projects. One is on uh, public health. The other is on uh, conservation. The public health project is focused on how do you discover potential HIV patients or patients who might be uh, infected with uh, HIV uh, based on current data of uh, people with high risk. So that's one project where, again, the idea is to figure out how the influence spreads within the network of these uh, high-risk patients and using them to grow the network further so that uh, you achieve the target of discovering about 90% of potential patients who might have HIV. Uh, that's the first project which is focused on public health. And the second project that is focused on conservation. Um, the idea here is that uh, this is in a, a forest area in uh, central India. Here what happens is because of uh, limited area within the forest, there are conflicts that happen between villagers living in villages around the forest and the animals. So the animals either destroy crops or attack villagers and so on and the attackers take up uh, food and uh, fruits and other things from the forest and maybe sometimes for uh, other cases they also kill the animals because of different constraints. So the idea here in this project is how do you minimize these uh, conflicts? So these are some projects we are working on um, with uh, Google, Google India Research. And we have others which are still in the pipeline, uh, but these are the ones that we are currently working on. Thank you, Professor. Thank you.